episode 162, Walk on Water. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Tony DiLorenzo. And Elisa DiLorenzo. And we are excited to have you here with us this week as we go over something that has been impacting me personally this week. And I'm sure Elisa is going to chime in and share a bunch of areas in her life where this has also come in. Absolutely. Um, But before we get started with that, we've got some fabulous news to share with all of you. We received notification um, late yesterday afternoon that I had been selected to present a workshop at this year's National Association of Relationship and Marriage Education. It's the last week of August in Anaheim. It's the NARMI Conference. That's what that whole long list of words stands for, or the acronym for that. And we're just tickled. Yeah, We're tickled that we were chosen, um, that A, it's right in our backyard practically. Anaheim's just a hop, skip, and a jump from San Diego here. It's at Disneyland. Um, so there's all that fun. But we're excited that the message of one extraordinary marriage is getting out. So wait, I want to I share real quick what happened here. So Elisa and I both put in applications in individually because the way the conference is set up is that either A, we speak together and get one or two sessions, or we break up and we would each get either one or two sessions. So we figured it would probably be best if we each filled out an application. And so we filled out, we each filled out our applications, sent them in. We get an email back yesterday. The first email we get back says, you have been declined to present at NARMI. And it goes on further talking about some stuff that tipped us off that didn't really make sense. And so I emailed back and said, well, did we both get declined because we both put in applications or did Tony get declined or did Elisa get declined? Confirmation came back that Elisa did get accepted for one session. I got declined, but mine was really talking a lot about sex. So my thing is that maybe it's a little too far over because we were really hitting into Uh, the seven days of sex challenge, spicing up that bedroom, talking about toys and games and fun, but that's okay. Maybe this year, Elisa will get in there and then next year I can get in there. I'll pave the door or I'll pave the uh, way way, because I'm going to be talking about the other great thing that is coming together this week. And that is the create your life mentorship program that we're going to be rolling out um, end of April, beginning of May. And that's actually what my presentation is going to be on at NARMI. So it was exciting to, as all of the components have come together, um, we've got actually, if you go to createyourlifeblueprint.com, you can sign up right now to be notified when we're doing the rollout and the the teleseminars to launch the program and to learn more. Um, That's just a page to be notified. So if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I want to know more about what Elise is doing with this mentorship program, go to createyourlifeblueprint.com. Just put in your name and email and we're going to, as soon as we get more of the information um, ready to be disseminated, you'll be the first to know, but that's where you got to go to get it because it's going to be a phenomenal program. I've been working um, to get all of the modules 
together. It's going to be a six week course and have just secured some fabulous bonuses for everybody that's going to be participating as well. So a lot of fun coming up with that. There's going to be some great information. We're riding high on just all of these things coming together, Mm -hmm. all of these things coming together, but it all goes back to today's topic. And before we get there though, before we get there, okay. We want to hear from you. Yes. So make sure if you'd like to chime in, info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com, as well as you can call us and leave a voicemail at 858-876-5663. And we have been getting some awesome voicemails. We've been getting amazing emails as well. And we're answering those. Some of them are not air. We can't put them on the air. They're really personal. They're really deep. And so we are getting back to you. And those that we can answer here on the air, we will. We recently got a voicemail on military families. Mm. And I just wanted to bring that up because it is a huge topic. And us living here in San Diego, we get it. We have numerous friends who are in the military and we get it. And I just want to let that listener know that we got it. We're going to take some time and hopefully be able to interview some of these families here locally so we can get their perspective and then be able to bring that back to you guys. Mm -hmm. Because we do know we have many of you around the world who are military families. And you face a unique set of challenges. Um, And we're very sensitive to that because I've had some of my closest friends go through repeated deployments Um, So we want to make sure, just like we do with any topic that, that we can't speak to personally, you know, I, I, Tony's not in the Marines or, you know, any branch of the military, nor am I. So we do our due diligence in making sure that whatever we present to you um, has thoroughly been researched. So that's what we'll be working on to do an upcoming podcast on military life and marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, So that being said, now can I go jump into today? Yeah. Okay. So we've had all of these wonderful things happening. We've got the NARMI notification. The mentorship program is coming. And it all goes back to walking on water, to facing your fears and doing those things that sometimes you just don't even think that you can do. Mm-hmm. That all of your backstory tells you, you know what? You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't break free. You can't, you know, leave a job for something better. You can't design a program that's going to change people's lives. You can't start a podcast that's going to reach thousands of people around the world. And so what do you do? How do you face that fear? What do you set your sights on to get past that? To say, you know what? I can make a difference in my world. I can. I don't have to wait for somebody else. I can affect change right here, right now, today. And I'm, I'm going to tell you first and foremost, one extraordinary marriage started in fear. <laughs> there, there was a lot of fear going back there. Like I, I've shared the story with you guys. When Tony first asked me to do the podcast, I thought, you know, it's kind of like the 60 days of sex challenge. I'm like, oh, he's lost it again. Seriously, who's going to listen to a couple from San Diego talk about marriage? 
Well, I'm happy to report that all of you are, and you're sharing the word, and it is getting out there, and we are you are changing lives by sharing One Extraordinary Marriage, whether you put up a review on iTunes or you share whatever picture Tony has put up on Facebook. We're all changing marriages out here, guys, but it started because I had to get over my fear of talking in a microphone. Now I can't imagine not podcasting. Mm-hmm. But... You, I don't think we've ever shared with you guys the very first show that we recorded. I think we started about 10 times. Oh, we, at least. At least 10 times. I mean, we'd start, it was completely scripted, which was our first mistake because you're trying to read and be natural. And But we'd say one wrong word and Tony would instantly stop the recording. Nope, that's not good. Right. I'm like, all right, all right. So I think our first show is probably 30, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. right around there it probably took us about three hours to record that and it honestly felt like it took hours to record oh my gosh and then there's the, all the anxiety of going okay we're gonna put ourselves out there what if this is just a colossal failure or you know in in the twitterverse an epic fail mm-hmm. <laughs> and we didn't know and we've had those epic failures in our marriage in things that we've decided to do. We've tried to walk on water and we've sunk to the bottom. I, I've, I've got the, you know, the debt stories with multiple zeros on them. Some of which we've shared with you guys over the last three years about just stupid financial mistakes that we've made that we thought were good ones and they weren't. Mm-hmm. You know, and what do you do? How do you tell your spouse I think we're going to try something new. I think we're going to move. I think we're going to, I'm going to take a new job, maybe for less pay. How do you get over yourself? And that sense of, oh, you know what? Security is the best way to go. Let me just live in my secure little bubble. And, you know, I know everything. It's my comfort zone. You guys know what I'm talking about. I mean, my mother-in-law, bless her heart. She has about a five to 10 mile radius of her home. I mean, she, she does venture out to drive down to see us, but she, like, I remember when I first met her, it seriously, it was like a 10 mile bubble. If that. If that, I think really five is probably a little bit closer. I mean, the grocery store, the pharmacy, work, everything was in this five mile bubble. And I'm thinking, huh? Like, live a little. And just to put this in context, where my folks live is where I grew up. They live in the same house that I grew up in since 1979. Um, the town has never grown more than, I think, 25,000 folks in all the years I've been there. And having since left and gone back and seen my folks, it is a small town. And there has never been any reason for mom to venture farther than that. You know, she'll go down the road, down the 10 but like half an hour to, you know, it's like, but it's like the Saturday trip, right? That is her, that is her bubble. And it is interesting to see. We rocked her world moving all over the place because, you know, she had, she would drive to come see us. And I remember the first time she was driving down to visit us in San Diego and, and I'm getting phone calls and, you know, she'd pull over. Okay. I'm going to be there in about an hour, you know, just all these little updates. And, and I love it because, you know, now she does all this kind of like get out of town deal, but, but that came from a place where she was secure. And a lot of us live in our secure worlds. 
We have our routines. We have our habits. It's the same thing that happens in your marriage. And sex life. Sex life. It's the life is good. We see it all over. You know, there's that whole life is good marketing campaign. And life is good. T-shirt company. But what if you could make life great? What if overcoming your fears took your life, took your sex life, took your work life, took your relationship life, past good and into extraordinary? Would it be worth getting out of the boat and walking on water to have an extraordinary life? Tony's shaking his head. Yes. I'm guessing that some of you, because you can't see him, I'm guessing that some of you are probably shaking your head. Yes. Because if you ask most people, is life good? Yeah, life's good. Could you tweak something? Could you do something absolutely insane where people look at you? I mean, like my parents, when we wrote a book and I start saying that we're podcasting and they're like, really? Hmm. That's interesting. You know, it's just kind of like, well, we'll see where that goes. Because <laughs> a lot of people, when you step out in faith, when you do something completely scary, people are going to look at you like you've got three heads. Yeah. And I'm going to bring something up here too, because one thing that I think many of us face and the reason we don't step out of that box, whatever it may be, because we may fail. We may fail. And guess what? Failing is part of the process. And I'm here to tell you, I've been there. I, I, I've been through failures up and down. And you know what? Yeah, it's not fun. It's not comfortable. But you're not going to get where you want to go if you don't learn from your mistakes. And some folks will have an easy path and it'll just roll and you'll, you'll go and kudos way to go. And other, others of you are just going to continue to fail forward. But if you never take that chance, if you always just sit on the side of the boat and just look and go, yeah, that looks great. But if I were to step out, I'm going to sink. Well, you're never going to get the opportunity. What happens? It's like Peter when he stepped out of that boat. He stepped out in faith and he walked. He walked on water. Yes, he did start to sink because his eyes were diverted from Jesus. And heck, I've been there. I've been there where I see the big picture and I'm walking. I'm just going. I'm going. I'm going. And then lo and behold, fear starts setting in. My eyes get diverted. I start to sink. I start to flail. I start to fail. And then I have to pick myself back up, you know, and, and here's, here's a great Psalms, Psalms 46, one through three, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So when we, so we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea, let the oceans roar and foam, let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. So it's as we look towards him that we get that. We get that truth and we get to see his vision for us. Oh, it's just, as we're talking about failing, um, Tony and I are actually as part of a coaching program that we're a part of this year, we're actually going to a trapeze class Yes, at the end of April. And I was with um, some of our other friends in the group last night. And we're all talking about the trapeze class because it's kind of a big deal. And a few of us were talking about the fact, you know, because we're, we're going to be harnessed in, safety netted, the whole deal. But a few of us were talking about the fact that maybe we'll just jump off and hit the net. 
not because, because there will be fear there. Let me tell you, I mean, you know, you're, I don't even know how high we're up, probably 30 feet, 40 feet. I, I don't know. High. I've seen the pictures, but the idea of just jumping off and jumping into the net to know what it would feel like if we didn't catch the trapeze. Right. To just say, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to like jump and do this and get it over with. And then I'm going to, you know, then we're going to play trapeze. We're going to do trapeze. We're going to do it. And I thought, you know what, that's, that's what we miss sometimes in our life. We miss the acknowledgement of, you know what, I could fail. I could jump and you know what, not catch the trapeze bar and hmm, what's going to happen. I'm going to fall. I'm going to have to climb back up the ladder and try it again. Cause that's what happens in our life. You know, I have done numerous at home businesses. Some of them have been fabulously successful. Some of them have been ridiculous failures for one reason or another, not a good fit, not a good program, whatnot. Did I stop? No, I kept saying, you know what? There's got to be something out there that's a good fit for me. There, there's got to be, I just have to keep fine. I have to keep searching. It's when we stop searching that we stop growing, folks. When you stop trying to better your life, when you stop trying to grow into the person that you were determined, created to be, that's the failure. Mm-hmm. Just because you've tried something, you know, I was talking to a woman the other day and she's like, well, you know, business isn't going well and this and that. And, and I said, but, but you tried. Do you realize how many people have great ideas for businesses, great ideas for the books they want to write, great ideas just swimming in their head? But those that succeed are the ones that put action behind their thoughts, that are willing to risk possible failure for the potential return on their dream. Mm-hmm. Because getting out of that boat and walking on water, that's going after your dreams. That's giving your legs to your dreams to say, you know what? I believe in myself. I believe in whatever this vision is to better my life, that I'm going to do something about it. See, when you're, when you're like my mother-in-law and you sit in that, in that bubble and she's the best mother-in-law and I, I'm honestly not picking on her. She, I tease her about her little five-mile bubble. So this is nothing she hasn't heard before. But, but when you stay in that safety net, you know, or like on the trapeze, if I were just to fall in the safety net and not climb back up that ladder, I don't know what my potential is. I don't know what else is waiting out there in that world that is going to grow me, that's going to take me from just being good to being great. I don't know what conversation I'm going to have with Tony about about business or about our relationship that's going to take our marriage from just, you know, not rocking the boat. We're just kind of going along. You know, things are good. We're bobbing in the water to saying, you know what, we're going to go ride that crazy surf wave. I mean, you guys have all seen the surf movies. Okay, if you haven't, Google big waves uh, or YouTube big waves. I'm sure there's fabulous surf pictures where you see those surfers and they're just in this giant, and for all you surfers out there, I apologize if I'm using the wrong terminology. They're, they're in, a, they're in a, a beautiful tube. Tube, thank you. Okay, I mean, it's just, it's all curled around them. They're riding down the middle of it. And it's just, it's ridiculously awesome. You, you've got nature just out there completely surrounding you. You're just in this moment. Yeah. They're catching the wave. I mean, that's, that's, 
I mean, think of how exciting that is compared to just bobbing in the water, bobbing along, bobbing along. But you know what? They had to risk being pounded by that wave. And, and probably at the end, I mean, they're still going to end up underwater. I mean, that's what happens. You watch it, they, you know, wipe out or whatever. But in that moment, how exhilarating is their life? Because they risked getting pounded. They risked, they risk it all to get in that tube to have that moment. And you got to get up and get moving. You've got to walk on water. You've got to say, you know what? Security is a little overrated. And I'm not telling you to make stupid risks. Okay. I don't want you to just like, you know, go up to your boss today and say, I quit. I don't have a plan. I quit. You know, and you go home to your spouse and you're like, yeah, I just quit my job because Elisa said walk on water. Don't do that. I'm not taking responsibility for any of those decisions. What I'm telling you is that with a good plan, with good communication between you and your spouse, you absolutely can walk on water. You can make those changes that you've been dreaming about and know that even if you fail, your spouse has got your back. Mm -hmm. Because if you go and do the risky stuff without the communication, I'm telling you guys, they won't have your back because they're going to be ticked off that you went and did something crazy without telling them. But Tony and I have lived this. I mean, we've lived it in the last couple of months because two months ago I made a decision to step down from management in the direct sales company. We've shared this on some recent podcasts. And yesterday was the day that I actually had to tender my formal management resignation. Interestingly enough, it was the same day that we got notification from NARMI that I had been accepted as a presenter. Now, some of you might call that coincidence. I, I call that God saying you made the right choice. Yeah. This is where I need you. But I had to let go of something that had been secure. I, I, Tony and I had numerous conversations. I mean, probably more conversations than Tony would care to ever have again on this. But I had to, I had to work through it all in my head. Mm-hmm. And when you're going to get out of the boat, sometimes you've got to work through the logistics in your head. You still don't know what's going to happen. But sometimes it's just our processing. And so, yes, yesterday morning, 9 o'clock, I send the email. And I'm like, all right, Tony, I sent it. Yesterday at 5.30, I'm driving in the car to a women's uh, conference. And he calls me and says, guess what? Because you know what? I, wa- I got out of the boat, guys. I got out of the boat and I said, you know what? Launching, you know, mentorship programs, taking the podcast to the next level, writing more books, speaking at more events. Those are not easy things to do. But we know, we know that this is what God wants us to do. And so we've got to push through whatever the stuff is in our own head that's holding us back and say, it's time. Mm -hmm. It's time to face those fears. It's time to say, you know what? We've had the conversations about this, the two of us. And we have, we've had lots. I mean, we, we talk about you guys in one pretty much during all waking hours at some point in time and just we're texting, we're emailing, you know, phone calls. So we talk about this business a lot because it matters so much to us and we know it matters to you because we hear it from you. And and one thing I want to just pipe in here is that those physical reactions you get, the gosh, maybe lack of sleep, maybe your, your guts turning upside down right now. 
you know, it's even thinking of the possibility of jumping outside of the boat, you know, the, the uneasiness, you're not alone that I definitely feel that at times. And it gets to a point where last night, I mean, I fell asleep reading to the kids and I didn't wake up for 10 hours. I was just done wiped out, you know, because of the amount of stress I feel that I've been under over the last week or two. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, you guys know, can impact how you're able to approach your spouse, right? That fear can hold you back. Elise and I had sex earlier this week. And, you know, I could just mentally not get myself into it because of that fear that I was feeling, that stress that was upon me. And I remember in that moment just going, you know what? I need to let this all go. I do. It, it, even if it's just for the next 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I need to be completely and utterly present with my wife. And so I want to talk about a little, just when you're in those moments, making sure that you find that time in ways that you can just go, you know what? I need to put it all aside. And for you, it might mean just turn off the phone. Just turn it off. Don't think about it. You know, it might be right there when you're about to make love to your spouse that you just pray, that you just give it all up to God. Let it all go. Get into that moment. Think about only her or him. You know, stop thinking about the kids. Stop thinking about the laundry. Stop thinking about that paper that needs to be taken care of. Stop thinking about the boss who's been expecting something from you. Stop thinking about all that because that is really going to detract you from being one with your spouse. They sense it. You sense it. It ends up honestly being a horrible lovemaking session that you both just sort of go, eh, is that what it was all about? Why did we even do it? So fear is going to come up in our lives and it's going to impact us in all areas of our intimacy. It can, it, it can impact our emotional intimacy. It can impact our financial intimacy. It can impact our spiritual intimacy. It can impact our sexual intimacy. It can impact our recreational intimacy. You know, another example is that over the last couple of days, I've been trying to get up and ride my bike and I just haven't been able to do it because my body's just been so worn down and worn out. And I, and I realized, you know, this morning when I was just sort of lying in bed and I hit the snooze, turned off the alarm, that I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just sleep. I'm going to just relax right here, right now. And I'm going to just let it all go for a little bit. Doesn't mean I don't wake up and go, whoa, we got some big stuff on, on our plate this morning. No, but I just wanted to really just sort of go, okay, just rest, rest, you know, because the stresses of life, and especially if you're really contemplating taking that jump out of the boat, it can take a lot out of you physically, you know, emotionally can take a lot out of you. So So know that, hey, this is going to happen. It's not going to be comfortable. We get it. I totally get it. But on the other side of it, if you're lying in bed and you want to try something new with your spouse and you feel the fear coming up, you know, it's that time to be able to go, honey, instead of having sex tonight, 
I just want to talk to you tonight. I want to talk about maybe trying some new positions. I want to talk to you about, you know, how every time I initiate, I'm being rejected. Because I'm tired of that. Because the fear that I'm feeling every time I open my mouth stops me before I can even get there. Because I know you're going to say no. And that rejection is absolutely and utterly stopping me from moving forward to wanting to have this amazing time with you. To being able to be sexually intimate with you. To satisfy you. To satisfy myself. To satisfy each other. Wow. You know, it it is... Fear is paralyzing. And I would bet that a lot of you are living your lives in fear of something. And it is keeping you from creating the extraordinary life that you desire. It's keeping you from having those conversations with your spouse to take your marriage to the next level. Some of you are afraid to talk about what you desire sexually. Some of you are afraid to talk about how miserable you are in your jobs. Some of you are afraid to talk about how things are between you and your in-laws or your parents. Your marriages are cloaked in fear. And I'm going to challenge you this week to have a state of your marriage conversation with your spouse about what your fears are or a fear is. There may be multiple. Don't overwhelm because um, this, is, this is a process. You know, when you have a conversation with your spouse and you're, you're laying out what scares you, what causes your palms to get sweaty, what causes your stomach to get in knots, what causes sleepless nights, that's hard. Yeah. And guys, if, if your wife is telling you this, this isn't fix it time. Okay. This isn't fix it time. This is shut your mouth time and listen to her. That's what it is. And yes, I'm getting a little high horsey here because un, it, it's just, you want to fix it. And guess what? She just wants you to listen. So shut your mouth and just listen to her. Or if you're not sure, ask her yeah. or, or him. Cause you know, the it whole fix it thing can go either way. Yeah. And sometimes I won't even say sometimes it is okay to ask at the beginning of the conversation. Do you want me to be thinking of solutions for you? Or do you want me to just listen to you? And react appropriately. If they say, listen, don't try and come up with a solution. If they say solution, don't just passively listen. But when, you're, when your spouse comes to you, when you make that decision that you're going to have a state of your marriage conversation, when you're going to share those fears, here's what's going to happen, guys. You're taking off a layer of your masks. You're taking off that facade that everything is okay and we're good. Because if you've got fears, you're not good. I don't care how pretty your mask is. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many balls you think you have in the air. Fear will keep you from living the life you desire. Sharing those fears with your spouse, acknowledging them in the safety of your marriage, that's going to grow you. Mm. That's going to allow the two of you to come together holding hands to say, you know what? We're tackling this. 
we're going to together come up with a plan. Or if it's just one person's fear, that person's going to come up with a plan and the other spouse is going to hold their hand and say, you know what? I got your back. You go ahead. I'm watching out for everything that might be coming behind us, whether it's keeping the house clean or, you know, downsizing the budget or whatever it is. I don't know what you're dealing with in your marriage, but I know each one of you listening this week, there is something that terrifies you. I know because my decision to actually turn in my resignation took me, it was probably just about 60 days from the initial reaction. And that was because there were some logistics that had to be worked out. 60 days of wrestling with that decision, having conversations with Tony, having conversations with other advisors. There was still fear yesterday when I sent that email. There was, you know, as we submitted those applications to NARMI, there was fear there. And quite honestly, sometimes you're afraid of being successful. There was fear that they were going to accept us. And we're like, oh, what do we do then? Well, then we get up and do what we do here. Just, you know, I won't have the headphones on. Maybe I'll bring them just for kicks. But, you know, there's, there's fear. Every time you do something new, sometimes it's, you know, it feels like excitement. Sometimes it feels like fear. It just kind of depends on your, your, your frame of mind at that point in time. But think of how amazing you feel when you have pushed through that fear, acknowledged it, taken it head on, and gone to the next level, be it success or perceived failure. Pushing through fear is never going to be a bad thing. It may not go the way you wanted it to, and let's face it, a lot of life doesn't go the way we want it to. You know, people are constantly trying to change that. You know, life does not go the way we want it to. It's just, that's life. That's why there are all those great little quotes about life. The thing is, you can either choose to live in a bubble and risk nothing, or you can choose to say, you know what? There is a whole big gigantic world out there. And it's just like I had the thought this morning because so I meant this, this mixer last night, this women's business mixer. And of course, you know, I mean, what's the first question you ask somebody when you see them? So what do you do? You know, I mean, that's kind of, oh, what's your business? You know, this, I mean, I heard that probably a hundred times last night. What I realized as I was falling, to, falling asleep last night, my new question that I'm going to ask people is, so how do you change the world? How, how do you change the world? Because I don't want to know what somebody does. I want to know how they are walking on water, facing their fears to change the world. And it might be, it might be that you are the best mom because you, you know, in your family, kids have chocolate chip cookie, warm chocolate chip cookies every day. And that's how you change the world because your kids come home and they know they smell the chocolate chip cookies. And that's mom's way of saying, I love you. I, I personally love the smell of warm chocolate chip cookies. That's why that came to mind. It might be that you brownies and brownies, my deliciously gluten-free corn-free brownies, which are sinful. Um, it might be that you're the dad that says, you know what? Like the, like the guy two weeks ago, we talked about him 
where he went to his boss and said, I need to see about getting on the day shift because I want to spend more time with my wife. He took a risk. He did not know that there was going to be time on the day shift. Yeah. He didn't know how his boss was going to react to that. He took a risk for his wife. It might be that you're the wife that says, you know what? My husband and I want to get healthy. I'm going to risk buying some food that maybe the family doesn't like to start with, but we're going to change our palates and we're going to get this family healthy and running and, and that kind of stuff. I don't know. As I sit here behind the microphone across the table from my husband, I don't know what's going on in your marriage this week. I don't know what your fears are, but I tell you this, if you face one fear this week, if you decide that you're going to get out of the boat and you're going to walk on water in one area of your life, you are going to see growth. And growth is painful. I mean, you know, they call them growing pains for a reason. But I promise you, on the back end of that, you're going to be thrilled that you did. Because you are going to be at a new level, whether it be in your relationship, at work, with your kids. You're going to be at a new level. And you're going to be so excited that you faced a fear. And I want to hear about it. We want to hear about it. Tell us what you faced this week. Shoot us an email, put comments. You know, if it's something that you're comfortable sharing on the Facebook page, put comments on the Facebook page under the episode, because if you've got the fear and you faced it, I can promise you that somewhere in this big wide world of all of our listeners from Australia to Zimbabwe and everywhere in between, Somebody else has that same fear. You are not alone. So get out there and walk on water this week, you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end it this way. It's an end because uh, of what we've been talking about, walking on water and facing our fears. And, and who do we look towards during this time? We look to Jesus, right? Even myself this week struggling. And, and it, that's life. You know, we struggle. We, we're going to wrestle. We're going to wrestle. It's not, we're, we don't live in a perfect world and we're not perfect people. So we look to Jesus. And so in Matthew 14, 27 through 29, I want to read because I think this sort of sums everything up here for us today. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him. Switch Peter's name and put your name in there. Then Tony called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Tony, Peter, went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. Today, this week, find out that fear that's stopping you from walking on water. Put your name in this verse. Because Jesus is right there beside you and he's calling you. He is calling you out of the boat, just like he's called me this week to get out of my boat, to get over my fear and walk to him. You guys, it's a blessing. It's humbling and it's an honor to be able to get behind these mics each and every week and be with you. You mean a ton to us. Oh, you guys are just awesome. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. If you want to get in touch with us, info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or 858-876-5555.
1-800-273-5663. If the podcast has impacted you, your marriage, your life in any way, take a few moments, go leave a review or a rating on iTunes. Let others know how One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast has had an impact on you. Have a fabulous week. Love you guys.